that raised Jesus from the dead. We thank you, God, for giving us, God, everything that we need on tonight, God, to go forth and do what you would have for us to do. Because it's not about us, it's all about you. And I thank you that I have, we have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We give God glory for what he has given us so far. And I want to go back over this briefly because I believe that all of us need what we're getting concerning your heart. Um, We started with Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verse 20 through 23, and I believe all of us are familiar with this. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my saying. So that means that he wants us to pay attention. When we pay attention to his words, we are inclining our ear to what is being said. Let them not depart from thine eyes. So as we're inclining our ear to the word of God, we're keeping focus on what's being said. Keep, thine, keep them in the midst of thine heart. So keep mean here to take heed, observe. And we want to make sure that they're in our heart for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. So when we pay attention to God's words, when we incline our ears unto his sayings, when we let them not depart from our eyes, when we keep focus on those words, what it's doing, they're going into our heart and we observing them. And that's when we get life from the word of God and it brings medicine, it brings health to our flesh. So if we're not doing that, how are you going to get life? How are you going to get health from the word of God if you're not paying attention to it? Some of us quote scriptures. We, we will quote by Jesus Christ, we were healed. We quote that, we quote that, we quote that. But we have to understand that it's life. Um, life is coming from that verse of scripture so the more that you quote it you want to meditate on it first you want to study you read then you study then you meditate you read because you're going into the word of God to read it but then when you get some enlightenment on it that's when you begin to study that's when you begin to break that verse of scripture down and as you break it down you get an understanding of that scripture and that's when you go in and you begin to meditate on it over and over again meditate mean that you're um actually you're Uh, By Jesus Christ, I was already healed. By Jesus Christ, I was already healed. You keep repeating that verse of scripture because you're meditating on it. And it goes further than just memorizing it. Because we can have that in our head, but if it hadn't dropped to our heart, we don't have anything. So once it gets in your heart, that's when it's going to begin to come out of your mouth. And that's when you're going to begin to see um, action taking place from the word of God. That's when you're going to begin to see the life of God bringing health to all of your flesh. His word is life. But then in verse 23, it says, keep thine heart with all diligence. That means watch over, protect, for out of it are the issues of life. So the word goes down into your heart. That's what the enemy want to do. He want to snatch the word from you before it gets into your heart. Because he knows once it get into your heart, then it's going to come out of your mouth. And you're going to get that manifestation from what you have been keeping in your heart. So if you're not taking the word of God for what it is. If you're not um, meditating on the word of God the way you need to meditate on the word of God. 
then you're not getting it in your heart. When something is in your heart, it easily comes out of your mouth. That's just how you talk. That's just who you are. You don't have to fake it to make it. You're just living according to what's in your heart. This is why God knows the heart of all men. He knows the heart. He knows our heart. So he knows the things that we're saying out of our mouth don't line up with our heart. So we want to make sure everything come into alignment. Now, I went over, um, I'm going to start with verse 24 in Proverbs 4.24. And I'm going to do that again. This is dealing with your mouth. So once we get the word into our heart, these are the things that we have to watch out for so the word won't be snatched out of our heart, your mouth. It said, don't use your mouth to tell lies. I'm reading out the expanded Bible, Proverbs 4.24. Don't use your mouth to tell lies. Have nothing to do with a perverse mouth. Don't ever say things that are not true. Keep loose lips far from you. So we want to make sure that things that are coming out of our mouth, they're lining up with the word and not lining up with the world. He said, let, don't use your mouth to tell lies, have nothing to do with a perverse mouth. So when we're watching what we say, then, you know, we're not allowing it um, to come from the heart. Let me say this again. Don't use your mouth to tell lies. wonder why they said that. Don't use your mouth to tell lies, have nothing to do with a perverse mouth. Do you think that we would come out and outright, outright lie? Do anybody think they would outright lie? Yeah. People shoot you a lie in a minute. Um, can I get $5 from you? I don't have $5. You just lied. People don't come out and tell you the truth. They don't know how to say, um, you know, wisdom is telling me at this time, you know, I can't give you $5. I have $5, but wisdom is telling me at this time I can't give you the $5. But we'll say, no, I don't have it. If I had it, I would give it to you. We're lying. So we have to watch things that, you know, is coming out of our mouth that pertain to lies. Let's go to Matthew 12, 34. I went over this one. The Passion Translation. He's talking to the Pharisees. But you who are known as the Pharisees are rotten to the core like venomous snakes. How can your words be good if you are, are rotten within? For what has been stored up in your hearts will be heard in the overflow of your words. So anything that's stored up in your heart, it has to be stored, deep-rooted. It's going to come out of your mouth. So some people that say, I didn't mean to say that. You know how people get angry. Oh, I, I didn't mean to say that. Yes, you did. It was already in your heart, but it took you getting angry for you to, for it to come out of your mouth. Because sometimes we'll say, oh, please forgive me. I should not have said that. I don't know where that come from. Yes, you did. It come from your heart. Especially with married couples. You know how sometimes when married couples don't communicate like they need to, when they don't really tell each other the truth, they tell half truth. When somebody's asking you a question about something, you won't tell them the whole truth. You tell them half truth. When you get in a heated argument, all that half truth that you didn't tell them is coming out the whole truth now. Have y'all noticed that? Because it's already stored in your heart. We know what to say and when to say it and how to say it. But when you get really angry, I mean, you hit them with the best shot. Everything that you didn't tell them, even when you were dating them, you begin to tell them now. Because you're hurt, so you want them to hurt. So out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to speak. So this is why I said that we have to make sure that 
the things that go in our heart is the word of God, which brings life. And that's what's going to come out of our mouth is life. So we have to ask the Lord to search us to see what's in us so we can deal with these things through the word of God. Sometimes we try to keep secrets in marriages. I don't know why I'm here tonight dealing with marriages. We try to keep secrets. Do y'all know that whatever is hidden is going to be revealed? It's going to come out sooner than later. You thinking you, you got the worst secret ever and you've been hiding it and you don't want him to know or her to know. But eventually it's going to come out. How do I know? Because you shared that secret with somebody. You told somebody what was going on. And if you haven't shared that secret in anger or whatever, something is going to come out of you. So this is why we have to ask the Lord to search us and see what's in us so we can deal with it before it deal with someone else. I'm going to give you one more scripture because it's something I'm going to do tonight. I'm just going over this briefly. Psalms 141.3. We went over this one. Help me, Lord, live in Bible, to keep my mouth shut and my lips sealed. Help me, Lord, to keep my mouth shut and my lips sealed. We should pray that every day. Every opportunity we get, we should ask the Lord, Lord, help me to keep my mouth shut and my lips sealed. Help me to only say, God, what you will have me to say. Not going on how I feel, but Lord, help me to keep my mouth shut and my lips sealed. Remember when you open wide your mouth, your lips are not sealed. But you can keep your lips sealed if you choose to. So I'm going to give you one more. Um, no, I'm not going to deal with that one because I want to deal with this. Y'all know I went over Proverbs 4, 20 through 23, right? This is what we're going to do before we go with the other scriptures. How many times have I went over this scripture? Anybody? Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. How many times have we reviewed this scripture? How many? Kathy say several. Anybody else got another answer for me? A lot of times, right? So this is what we're going to do tonight. I need for um, someone to come up here and then someone after you to come up here. And I want you to go over Proverbs 4, 20 through 23 and tell me what you have gotten out of those verse of scriptures. How has this scripture helped you through... Um, the teachings that you have gotten so far. Oh, please, please don't don't come up at once. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Proverbs four twenty through twenty three. Come on, Jennifer. So what? When I read these scriptures, this is what it reminds me of. My mother is one of those that she's got a lot of wisdom, and she got a lot of wisdom from her father. And so she's always telling me things. She'll say, um, and it's things for your good, you know. It's things for down the road. I'm not going to be here, but this is what you need to do. And when my dad passed away, it was the same thing. And I would, things that I could do, it would be because I remembered what he said or I was with him enough when he said them and did them that it came back to me. It was still inside of me. And and that's what, um, even now, you know, she's 87, almost 88 years old, but I'm still her child. 
And so she, she you know, will, will tell me these things. I'm telling you this for your, you know, this is for your good. This is so that, you know, I'm not your friend, I'm your mama. I'm, you know, that kind of thing. And so she's passing along wisdom. And a lot of times I'll tell her, I'll say, you know what? I said, if something happened to you tomorrow, I probably wouldn't remember half what you said. But I know I would because she's gone over it and over it and over it. And I try to keep it in me so that when down the road when something does happen or a situation comes up, and it's just like the word, when we're, when we're applying these things and something come up, I'm learning about the, I'll say, God, help me keep my mouth shut, especially when if, if it's a situation like me and her, if we start on politics, oh, Lord. Finally, I just said, Lord, mate, just tell me, just shut up. Just keep it shut. And so I'm learning to do that. And it's, and, and it's that way with a lot of these things that we're, that we're learning. And, the, and just the other day, it was funny because I was asking God about the heart. It was coming back to me, and I was like, God, I don't know what's wrong with mine, but you're just going to have to fix it. That's the only thing I know. I said, because, but I know the word is how I fix it. But, um, and even asking him, it's like, ooh, do I really want him to reveal to me what all's in it? Because I bet, I, you know it's going to be ugly. I'm like, I don't want to see that, but I don't want it in me. You know, so that incline in the ear, you know, it's just listening to wisdom. Listening to wisdom, not foolishness, but wisdom. And things Amen. that God's going to help us with. Now, let me ask you a question, Jennifer. I know you were saying, Lord, help me to keep um, my mouth shut, mm-hmm. seal the doors of my lips. But we saying that from within, right? Mm-hmm. But what's happening? you asking him to keep your mouth, just like the scripture said, help me, Lord, to keep my mouth shut and my lips sealed. And you may be doing that, but it's still stuff going on within. But I'm learning to let it that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because if it's turmoil in you, that is, you know where disease comes from? Turmoil. Dis-ease. Mm-hmm. When your body is not at ease, that's when disease comes in because your immune system's weakened. Right. And so, um, and so, just like when David talking about how his heart was even mm-hmm. burning, you know, mm-hmm. and that is so unhealthy. It's the most unhealthy thing we can do. You know, best thing we can do is... Um, Go somewhere where ain't nobody in here and tell it to Jesus. You better. Because Jesus is the only one. He ain't going to tell it. Now, I'm one I ain't going to tell it unless you make me. If you want me to tell it, you better make me write it down because I'll be forgot it. But Jesus don't tell it. <laughs> Jesus don't tell it. And if I told everybody in here whatever it was, it don't mean you can fix it. So why bother to tell you something you can't fix? To me, if you can't fix it, it ain't none of your business. So, to me, it's God's business. So, I'm giving it to him. Here, you fix it. I'm learning. I'm telling you. I wish that I'd known this 40 years ago. <laughs> you, you look, she said 40 years ago because she got to deal with 40 years of mess that got to be rooted up with the word of God. And, y'all, it's a good thing for all of us because all of us has have things in us that we haven't dealt with until somebody approach us and all of that residue that's been laying there dormant, the resentment, the frustration, the anxiety, all that stuff that's been laying there, I guarantee you, if your husband don't bring it out of you, your wife will. If they don't, your children will. If they don't, people on the job will. If the people on the job don't, your parents will. Somebody's going to bring that stuff up, y'all. That's why we have to say, search me. 
Instead of saying, search my husband, search, search me, Lord. See what wicked way is in me that I have been, you know, hiding. Show it to me so I can deal with it through the word. He will do it. The scripture, thank you, Jennifer. The scripture Jennifer was talking about is Psalms um, 39. It was David. He said, I said I will take heed and guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will muzzle my mouth as with the bridle while the wicked are before me. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace without profit and had no comfort away from good while my distress was renewed. My heart was hot within me while I was muzzling the fire burnt. Then I spoke with my tongue. Come on. Is that not some of us? We say, I'm going to hold it in. But all of a sudden, that fire is burning within you. And out it comes. And when it come out, people know you mad. Leave them alone. They're mad. Amen. Who's next? Father, I speak that they arise in Jesus' name. Arise and walk. In the name of Jesus, whatever got them, loose them in the name of Jesus. Fear loose in Jesus' name. Come on, glory. My husband say he think everybody's practicing on keeping their lips sealed. They're trying to practice that scripture. I don't need that one tonight. When you open your mouth, he will speak for you. Sometimes you don't know what you already have until you open your mouth. And some of you open your mouth and just like me, you don't know when to hush. Right? You just keep it going. Proverbs um, 420, it says, My son, attend to my words, incline that ear unto my saying. It's telling me to attend, take heed, listen up to his words, incline my ear. That means... I have to bend down so that I can hear what he's saying unto me. I have to get close so I can hear with my ear. Um, then it says, let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. That means let them not depart from my eyes. Don't let it slip away from my eyes because if it slip away from my eyes, it's not going to get in my heart like it's supposed to. And it's that when I keep them in front of me like I'm supposed to and they don't depart, then they'll get in the midst of my heart. It says, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. For the word of God is life in the word. And when we get in the word, we're going to find it and it's health to all our flesh. I don't know if you've ever been going through something and the word of God is in you and you stayed in it so much, it'll bring health to those areas. It'll bring wellness. Um, keep... Thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. <clears throat> that means you got to guard your heart, um, guard what gets in it, because whatever gets in it, you're going to start thinking about it, and then you're going to start doing it. So if you um, guard your heart and um, don't let stuff get in it that shouldn't get in it, then because it can kind of um, taint you, and start taking you another way when you let stuff get in your heart. So you got to guard what, what you allow to get in there, like gossip or, you know, something on the TV or, you know, people cursing all the time and you're all around them and it's getting in you and you're not really guarding your heart. And if you don't guard it, then you're going to find yourself 
doing those things. But if you guard it and you keep a set of watch over it, I was, um, when I was studying it, it says set a watch over it like a prison guard so that you protect it so that nothing won't get in there to, um, you know, make you not be able to live what you're being taught. Amen. It's called heart blockers, y'all. You know how when you have your heart, is, is the blood is not flowing like it should, and it's blockers there, and they got to go clean out those arteries. When you allow things to come in your life outside of the life of God, it's blocking that life from flowing through you. So that's why you ask the Lord to search you to get rid of those things so the life of God will flow out of you. Your heart is your treasure. Things are kept in your heart, and that's where the life of God is. Amen. Okay. Hello, church family. I wanted to add to um, uh, this Proverbs uh, 420 through 23. Is it 23? Yes, ma'am. Um, yeah, okay. Um, my strength is when I'm on my job and I, I, I was on my job the other day and someone came to me wanting prayer. And they said they need a miracle, and they were kind of like emotional and stuff and all this and whatever. Or even in um, situations where confusion or controversy rise up, I find myself, these words can manif- these words manifest themselves. You know, I keep my heart with all diligence for all the, it are the issues of life. I've even told people that, you know, I'm not feeling to pray right now because God hasn't led me in it. I have to seek God's face and see what God has for me to pray because I don't understand all of what's going on or what you're saying. To me, that's wisdom from this word operating in your life. Now, my weakness in this manifesting totally in my life in all areas is at home or in those relaxed environments, just like Apostle said when you're dealing with your husband, your children, those situations where your ministry should be should begin and should be the strongest, that's where my weakness is. And that's where the enemy creeps in because I have so much hidden in my heart. So many times you don't say anything when you should have taken care of stuff or different things like that. But this is a powerful word if I could just get it to manifest in all areas. That's all I had to say. Amen. Amen. So we want to make sure that we're attending to his words because when you attend to his words and let them not depart from your eyes, inclining your ear to them, whatever comes up in your life, that's what's going to come out of your mouth because that's what you've been attending to. The problem is with some of us is we attend to other things more than we attend to this word. We spend more time with other things, the television, um, the computers, the cell phones, our jobs and, you know, shopping, you know, all these things instead of doing first things first. If we're in the word first and foremost, that means the word is going to have all our attention first. We're not going to go do something else before we get into the word and allow the word to get into us. Because if you do that first, guess what? It's going to carry you through the day. 
you're acknowledging, God, I need you more than I need anything else. I need, you're my lifeline. The word is my lifeline. The word is what's going to keep me. The word is what's going to protect me. The word is what's going to heal me. Come on, everything is wrapped up in the word. It says that it's life unto those that find them and health to all, all your flesh. It, it gives you everything that you need. Even when you think you don't need it, the Holy Spirit will remind you of a verse of scripture. And I'm not lying. When he remind you of that verse of scripture, it brings life to you. I was walking in, around in the house and I heard the spirit of the Lord say, faithful is he that has called you who will also do it. Oh, I just lift my hands and gave God. I said, thank you, God. You know what I need. Faithful is he who has called you who will also do it. So the Holy Spirit was reminding me he's already done it. It's already done. Only thing I could do was lift my hands. So if you're in the word of God and the word is in you, the Holy Spirit is only reminding you where you've been, where you traveled. If you've been on a travel, traveled with Paul, if you traveled with Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, whoever your companion was for that week, come on, the Holy Spirit is going to bring back up. He's going to enlighten you. He's going to illuminate you with your walk with John, with your walk with Matthew, with your walk in X. Exodus. He's going to enlighten you with where you've been. But if you're not in this word enough, you're not going to get the enlightenment that you need. The first thing that's going to pop up is lifetime. The first thing that's going to pop up is what somebody just said on the news. If your focus is more on the news, if it's more on Facebook, those are the things that's going to end up popping up more. Wherever you've been the most is what's going to pop up the most. If you stay in this word, that's all you're going to have is pop-ups from the word of God. And the word of God is going to come stronger than anything else because guess what? That's what you've been applying the most. So whatever you've been thinking about the most, that's what's going to pop up first. If you still having worry, you still having anxiety, because that's where you're, you've been thinking, that's what you've been thinking about. But the more you think about this word, that's what you're getting is life from the word. And this is what God was sharing with me when we see everything with the pandemic that's going on. What I'm hearing mostly out of Christian folks is where they've been. They've been listening to death, dealing with people dying. They've been listening to the news. It's always somebody in your ear telling you what the news is saying. It's always somebody in your ear saying, if you ain't got the shot, get the shot, Christian folks. But this is what the Lord told me when I was, I was talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, something don't add up here, especially with Christians. The Lord shared this with me. He said, the life that's in Christ, the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus have made us free from the law of sin and death. Let me tell you what he's talking about. He said, you putting shots in you for you to have life and already given you life. How can the life that I give you flow out of you if you put life in something else? He said, you got the life in you. But it's not able to flow through you because you put your belief in something else to give you life. That's not God. That's not God at all. But if that's what you choose, that's what you choose. I don't hate you. God don't hate you. But he wants you to know what you have. That's why you pay attention to his words. And you meditate on those words to know what those words mean. 
anything that you need. You already got it in you, but it's not flowing through you because you don't know what you have. You hearing it, but you're not being a doer of what you hearing. You're not attending to it. So what you got to do is say, God, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, you said that spirit supposed to quicken, make alive my mortal body. So body, I speak to you according to the word of God. You shall live and not die. You shall live and not die. So we have to speak life. But if you think in death and you speak in life, guess what? You can't serve two masters. You can't be like a windshield wiper. Our problem is we're hearing what people are saying more than we're taking heed to what's already been said. Everybody know where they are in this room. And this ain't no joke. We don't come up in here just to get this word, just to hear it. We come up in here to hear and do and to speak life around us. Why are we allowing death to be spoken around us and we won't speak life? The Holy Spirit will show you how to speak life unto people. He will show you how to do it in a loving way. And when you speak from your heart, from what's in your heart, guess what? You will have words that the enemy won't even be able to reply. Why? Because it's coming from within. It's not coming from your head. It's coming from your heart. Y'all, this is a heart thing. God will give, put words in your mouth of wisdom that the adversary cannot withstand y'all. He will do that. The more time you spend in the word, the more life you're going to get from the word of God. If you're not spending time in this word, you are going to go for other things. And you should. Because you're spending time with those other things. Because you don't want to take the time to allow the word to give you life. We want quick fixes. But if we don't get to the root, let's say this. Let's say you're having headaches all the time. If you don't get to the root of your headaches... Then they may give you something for that headache, but you ain't got to the root of why you had that headache. So you need to ask the Holy Spirit, why does my head keep hurting? What's going on for me to have these headaches? Don't you know that God said, if you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you shall find. If you knock, the door shall be open. He is not going to let you. Have headaches when he healed that over 2,000 years ago. So he's going to honor your request. And he's going to say, this is why you have a headache. Or this is why this pain is still here. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. If you're thinking about pain, if you're thinking about this, this is what your body is going to reflect what you're thinking about. If you're thinking about having a man, you're thinking about having a woman, that's what your body is going after. That's called lust. That's what you're going to get, the man or the woman. If you're thinking about having children, guess what you're going to end up doing? Having children. Because your mind is on having children and that's what you're going to go after. So it's wherever your mindset is. Where's your mindset? What do you have your mindset on? Your body's only going to go on what your mind is saying or thinking. If your mind is lining up with spiritual, it's going to flow to your body. And people are going to know you're living a spiritual life unto God and not unto this world. It's going to be totally different. You don't have to make yourself Try to do anything. Just live according to the word and that's what you're going to end up doing.
You don't have to fake it to make it. People know where you've been because your life is going to reflect where you've been. By how you talk. By how you come back at people. By how you say, forgive me. Teresa, I shouldn't have said that. That was wrong. Forgive me. Let, me. let me rephrase this the way it should have been said. But I am so sorry. She don't have to come to me because the Holy Spirit is going to check me and let me know what I said to her was not the right way. She may not have caught it then, but the Holy Spirit, he let me know to let her know before the enemy got there and said, did you hear what she said? So the more you get into the word and the more the word get into you, you can stand. Everywhere I look in this word, men, women of God were going through things. Were they not? They were being persecuted. Y'all, there were plagues back then. <laughs> they got through the plague. They got through all of that stuff. We can get through it with the word of God. Because if you're standing for righteousness, and I'm talking about being real from your heart. People are going to know what kingdom you're from. But if we always talking like the world is talking, you might as well do what the world is doing. Quit faking it to make it. Just do what you feel like you need to do. <laughs> and quit faking it to make it. God is still going to love you. But don't try to stand because somebody else is standing. If you haven't gotten there yet, you're not there because you are not attending to his words. You're not inclining your ear to his sayings. They have departed from your eyes. You have not kept them in the midst of your heart. So you're not getting life. And you're not getting help to all your flesh. Because you're not keeping them in the midst of your heart. That's what's going on. So that verse. We need to meditate on that verse. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit to show us us. Show us where we are. And help us to get to the place where we need to be. Y'all this is our lifeline. It's if, if you're in the middle of an ocean. And somebody threw you a lifeline. And the only thing they're telling you to do, Jennifer, grab hold to this lifeline. And you sitting up there just fighting. Just fighting. He said, just grab hold to the line. I, I can't I grab hold to the... You're going to die. They gave you what you needed. But you ain't grabbing hold to it. He gave us what we need. And some of us are too lazy to grab hold. We're, we're just too busy doing nothing. To grab hold to this life. We're too busy on Facebook. 30 minutes end up being two, three hours. When we could have been in here that long, then we say, I, I don't have time. We have time to work. We have time to sleep. We have time to make appointments. Come on, y'all. How many go in a nail shop and spend about an hour in there? Hour and a half. Nails and toes getting done. How many? Can we delay that and say, Lord, I'm going to spend that time with you? We get our hair done. Come on. We have doctor's appointments. We have other appointments. And we sit there and wait patiently, especially when we want a loan. We'll sit there and wait till they call your name because we need the money. We sit right there and, and wait on them when they make the little mistakes and ain't taking that loan to get that kind of money. What in the world? Going? We sit right there just as patient. But when it comes to the word, we can't sit long enough to hear what God has to say. My son, pay attention. 
to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them. They are help to all flesh. Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Come on, the word is our lifeline. Who's next? Come on, Tyson. Then Teresa, come after Tyson. What I get out of this, Pastor, um, you know, um, just before that, it says, but the path of the just as the, as the shining light is that shining more and more until the perfect day. And then um, the word lets you know that uh, God lets you know when you say my son, in order for him to call you my son, you, you, you should have had experience, past experience, knowing where he bought you from uh, until this present moment. So um, he said only my sheep know my voice. So. And then it says, uh, tend, uh, attend to my words and incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let me tell you something. Um, I tell my wife all the time, don't look at me. You look at God because you, you thank God because the life that I live, um, uh, he, he's the one that, that you should be looking on because uh, his words that he, he gives me, uh, Hold it, your mic up, Tyson. The words that he gives me, um, it continues to ring in my ear, and his sayings continue to come, even though, uh, Pastor, you know, my heart sometimes the issue of life comes out, but the word that God gives me over and over again, I want, I want to 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 do the will of God. I want peace in my life because I can think about. Why, where God bought me from, little old me, until to this present moment, it means more to me than the world can offer me, than life can, can offer me. And every day, everything that I do, um, I, I always ask, what do you think about it, God? No matter what, nobody thinks of me. And then it said, um, <clears throat> let them not depart from the eye, thine eyes, and keep them in the midst of the heart, thine heart. So every day I continue to, to always think about God first. And I know I'm not perfect. And uh, it means so much to me um, to do the will of God. And passages said, you know, you study it and you, you um, read it and you meditate on it. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't get to do that every day. But, but. Like, just like today, I just wanted to sit in my house and cut everything off and just meditate on the word of God and just, just, just to see what he's got to say to me. He shows me things and, and he brings peace to me, um, as I read the word. And even when, when he's saying meditate on it, you keep, I'm the type of person that it, I, it takes me twice as long to, to understand stuff. And you got to be real with yourself in order before you go to Christ. And by me doing that, I, I, I read it over and over again. And as I ride down the road, I continue or whatever I'm doing, I continue to to let it, you know, 
come over me again, the word come over and over again, and it says, um, um, for they are life unto those that find them and health unto all of their flesh. And um, it is help because, because even when I see I'm out there and my flesh will let me, my, my heart will let me know that's not right. That's not what God wants. It makes my flesh bow down. And I want to say this to everybody. God put us in, um, if you in Christ, the world is not going to come to you until trouble hits them. And he'll put you in places where people don't come. People don't come to my house. You know, not just anybody. Because they know what we're about. My wife can witness to you that. And that's where, you know, I sit down and I meditate and because I thank God for the, the, the time that they're away because it's not about people. It's about what God wants. And then slowly you start seeing them come and the, the ones that you never even think about, they'll come to you and you, you have to be prepared and know what to say and how to witness. And I just thank God for what he's doing. And then he said, keep, keep thy heart with all diligently for out of it are the issues of life. I, I find myself in situations, just like Pastor said, you know, that that it, my heart sometimes uh, gets out of its place. I get angry or something like that. But you know what? At the end of the day, it rem, you know, the word of God reminds me this is not the right way to do it. So I thank God for this word and the teaching because um, just like it said also in 18, you know, for the just, it bring it, you know, it brings light, you know, uh, you know, to a perfect day, and that's what I'm experiencing in my life, and I thank God. Amen, Teresa. My son, pay attention to my words and incline thine ear unto my saying. Um, just paying attention, paying attention to what God is saying through the word and going over it, meditating in it, reading it, studying it, meditating it, letting it get into your heart. Um, and then let them not depart from that. I'm going to just say it. I ain't going to read it. Um, and <laughs> when that word gets in you, it's in you when you when it gets in here because when I read and when I'm meditating and when I'm studying I'm like Lord I don't want it here I, I, here does nothing for me I need it in here um, and when it gets in there whatever comes up against you that word is in you it's gonna come out it might take a minute it might take five it might take ten but you will hear that small voice of God remind you and bring that word back to your remembrance. And it could be something that you studied or it could be something that you studied or not studied. But you will know that it's him bringing his word back to you because you've paid attention. You know his voice. And when you hear his voice, no matter what's going on, you hear that still small voice. 
um, some things were going on this weekend, and it was just a lot of stuff going on. And sometimes it's hard for people, if the word is not really in you, it's kind of hard to keep your self. But when you're relying on the Holy Spirit to do it, he will keep you. Um, and as I was drifting up, something had happened, and one thing was playing on my mind. So I was like, Lord, I, you got to take this. Lord, I don't like this feeling because it was doing something in me. Not from the one that was coming after me, but from someone, what someone that was close to me said. Um, and that's the only thing that kept going through my head. And I'm like, Lord, why? I need you. I don't like this feeling. And I would just pray and I would talk to him and I told him exactly how I was feeling, what it was. And I asked the question, why? When I asked him a question, he come back right back at me and asked me a question. So when he asked me the question, his question was, why does that bother you? And after that, he brought, um, he said, he reminded me, took me, my mind back in his word and reminded me of his followers or his disciples or his friends that were with him and that walked with him. Um, and he reminded me of how, you know, he said not anything. He didn't open his mouth. He didn't say a word when he was being persecuted or when he was being ridiculed or when he was being beaten or anything. He did not defend himself. Um, and he brought back to my remembrance. He was bringing it back and showing me even the ones that walked with him did not. They hid themselves when he was being persecuted. They hid themselves, and some even denied him when they were being persecuted. So why not you? And that thing, y'all, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Because that thing had me, and it had my mind, because I was just, I was hurt by it. But the other night when I was going to sleep also, I was drifting off to sleep, and I was calming my, trying to get that out of my mind I had prayed. And I was just laying down, just drifting off to sleep, and all of a sudden I hear the scripture in Exodus. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And it was like, say it, just say it. Say that scripture to me. The Lord shall talk, fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. I don't know what else was being said, but when he started speaking, my ear Everything else toned out. I didn't hear anything else. And it was that small, still voice that said it. And my ear went, inclined my ear to Amen. hear what he was saying. Amen. And when he gave me that, it was a peace. Because earlier that day, my neck had started hurting. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And the tension was rising. And immediately when he said that, everything just went away it just mm -hmm. went away health until your flesh. your flesh amen to god be the glory i want to say this um how many knows that when you're going through a sickness or whatever sometimes you just have to throw up 
Who hate throwing up? But when you throw up, it feels better, doesn't it? Guess what's happening? God has created us in a way that whatever we put into our system that's not right, he has given our body the right to throw it up so that thing won't hold us, right? So know this, out of your belly, out of your heart, this is the part that the enemy always try to go after. This is where your life is. So out of your belly, out of your heart shall flow living. He don't want the living water. So he's going to do whatever he can to stop it. So he's going to be putting stuff before you where you can hear it, where it goes down here. It comes through your eye gate, your ear gate, your mouth gate, the things to touch. He know this. If I can get corruption there and you putting it in your heart, it's going to make you sick. But when we go into the word of God, guess what? It got to come up and come out because it's blocking that life. So remember, it says in John seven thirty eight, if anyone believes in me, rivers of living water will flow out from a person's heart, belly, gut, as the scripture says. So this is why the enemy want to do, he want to block that life. And he blocks that life through what we think, through what we hear, through what we see, and through what we say. So that's why we're going to go next week dealing with where I started with the mouth. You want to make sure that when you hear things and it's contrary to the word of God, you don't speak that. You get rid of it. You cast it down because the enemy wants you to keep rolling that. Did, did they say that? Did they say what I, did they call me stupid? Did I hear them call me stupid? And when you keep meditating on it, then you keep talking to people about it and say, Julia, did you hear them call me stupid? Did you hear what I heard, Julia? Did you hear? So we're going to go deeper into that because that's what the enemy wants. He wants to block life. And he's going to do whatever he can to block life because he knows that God has given us life. That Zoe, God's way of doing, God's way of doing and being, and it brings life to all of our flesh. He don't want you to have that life. He wants you to start thinking about other things that brings death and your body begin to go down because of the way you're thinking. I think Teresa gave us a good example. Amen. Amen. Do we have any announcements before we dismiss?